Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Pink Shade. It's Tuesday, so that means I've got Kimberly here from A Date with Dateline. We're going to talk about 90 Day Fiance, Season 10, Episode 15, Till Death Do Us Part. Dun, dun, dun. Who's heading for Dateline? <laughs> Who is death going to part this season? Uh, probably Clayton or Annalie. What, someone's yeah. gonna, or someone's going to die by uh guinea pig i don't know <laughs> mom the the mom it might be the mom's time to go i have to tell you um, this week i'm out of town guys and so if it sounds a little different that's why i'm at my sister's house in mississippi but uh i noticed because i was doing my notes this morning and i was hurrying was trying to get ready to go like see my parents and then you know, make sure my daughter was ready and you know but i was also watching the show and then when the couples come on that i cover i was coming over to do the notes and i was watching the couples that you cover and i gotta say like this is a this is a heavy kimberly episode your your <laughs> couples your couples had a lot more going on than my mine did so it worked out well for me but not maybe so great for you it's fine. I'm fine with it. Um, my notes are not longer than usual. So maybe I was okay. really talking. Yeah. I also watched More to Love, which I don't usually watch unless I'm really into the couples. More yeah. to Love is the thing they air on TLC. If you're not familiar, if you get like it through cable, I don't think yeah. the website and they add in like extra scenes. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be like a reporter on the ground. I'm going to come in with the More to Love. Yeah. The stupidest scenes ever that should not have been added. It was such a waste. Rob or Sophie's with her mom and her uh -huh. mom goes, okay, if one rule, if you're staying at the, my hotel room with me, you can't call Rob all night. She's like, okay, that was it. It was about 20 seconds. Then, uh, Miguel and Ashley are at Niagara Falls and they go get a nice Manuel. Drink. What did I say? Miguel. Miguel. And um, I wrote Luisa Miguel because I was doing voice text. Oh, my oh God. yeah. <laughs> I didn't have my computer out. I was like, I'm just going to watch it and just type it into my notes app. And I used yeah. voice text. So they go get ice cream at Niagara Falls, like one ice cream to share. And she's like, it's good, right? And he's like, yeah, good. That 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 was, that was the scene? Yeah. Okay. And All then right. the only one that was of note was Annalie calls her sister, who knows oh. about the wedding. So I don't know if we knew that her sister totally knows about the wedding, even though the dad doesn't. I don't know how this is working still. Yeah, okay. And right. she wishes her sister was there to help her and do her makeup and her hair because Clayton hasn't found anybody yet. And then she's yeah. worried the dress isn't going to fit because she's gained weight from eating all that I don't know the cheeseburgers the mom wants. I don't know the American she's, food. She's not cooking. She's not okay. cooking. Yeah, so she tries on the dress and it fits, and that that was it. Okay, I was waiting for the cliffhanger there, but no. 
That that was it. It was so dumb. That's how uninteresting these couples are getting. That like usually the more to love scenes are kind of entertaining sometimes, but yeah. not not here. No. Not here. Okay. Well, I appreciate your service. Thank, Thank you for you. your journalism. I did it just for you. And I do want to say that this week uh, I gave you another assignment since I'm out of town. Yeah. And you and you have a next door segment for us. I do. Um, first okay, of all. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Yeah. I want everyone to be warned that it's coming. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Let's do it next door. Okay. First of all, not going, not a lot going on. Oh, okay. I looked, um, but there is like a Asian man who's walking around impersonating a doctor asking for money. And then apparently he got in trouble (laughs) for impersonating the police also and asking for donations for the police force. And he's dressed in a suit. So be on the lookout. Very well dressed. But I don't understand He's walking around like in a suit and going, hi, I'm a doctor. Can I have a donation? Yeah. To people's door to door. Like, I, I lost my debit card. Can I have a donation? Can I have cash maybe? Also, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Yeah. And he's giving a false name. Apparently, he's very well known in the area. And there's been like newspaper articles written about him. And but I learned any- a lot. Did anybody on next door have any witty comments that they wanted to add? No, they're all just hate him. One person yelled at him at outside of a Home Depot and he ran away. <laughs> and they're like, if you see him, film him and yell at him like a raccoon. <laughs> like just get him out of here. Would you say he's imitating a doctor and a what else? Of a police officer and asking for oh. donations for the force. But I don't believe he was in a uniform. I think he was still in a suit. Okay. So watch out for the Asian man impersonating yeah. a doctor or a policeman in a suit. And if you see him, you are to film him and yell at him. Yeah. They're trying to discourage him, I guess, like like you do with coyotes. Like, screw it. Like a bear. Like a bear. Get out like, of here. Thinking, like banging the pots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I do have a very serious post for you. Okay. Um, moon alert. I got mooned today by some mean teens. No what's, worse, what's worse is they were all laughing at me as they drove by. Why would they do this to me? <laughs> what are the comments? Uh, I had a group of friends that did that in high school. It landed them in court facing a judge for lewd conduct and behavior. It happens. It's against the law. Wow. Most of the comments were, I wouldn't take it personally, just a random incident, kids being kids, moon them back. Um, Albert says, that's not kids being kids. Any kid raised properly doesn't do those things. And then someone else says, you sound pleasant to be around. <laughs> <laughs> and every, a lot of people were happy. They were like, I can't believe kids are still doing that. That's hilarious. Um, bring mooning back yeah yeah bring it back um and and then beverly says mooning is showing their bare bottoms out of a car window or from a truck bed boys never grow up and then carlos says why do you assume they're male and then it starts a whole fight 
Marie says, you have any doubt they're male? And Carlos says, of course I have doubt. Many times it is assumed that males are the culprit and it is wrong. <laughs> I think he's so talking. Carlos is offended on behalf of all uh-huh. men. And then Marie says, but we know from statistics that it's usually males 99% of the time. There's always exceptions in every rule. And Carlos says, I would like to see those statistics. Yeah, me too. Males versus females moon people. You don't have those stats. And then Michael <laughs> says, I would love to see those stats too. And I'd love to have a conversation with the researchers to find out what prompted the study and what other major <laughs> findings and conclusions were drawn. <laughs> And then Fred said, that's why I keep a paddle in my car. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to paddle those bare bombs. Yeah. And then Fred thinks he's very funny. So then he puts another comment. I bet there's a local support group close by. And then he said, local mean teens is a great band name. He's just trying out all of his like bits here. But and nobody's biting. Nobody's like, he's got like two laughs and so he's sad I think Um, and then someone said that's why I keep pepper spray and then everyone was like don't pepper spray kids for doing this are you kidding me and then pepper sprayed their bottoms I could give them an infection and then uh, image Veronica says immature teens with nothing better to do I remember some girls in my high school that thought that was funny to do I couldn't stand them that was in 1954 wow Wow. So angry. She hated these. They were popular girls, I think. And they were mean to her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, And then Chris says, because they're teens and Ken, Sheila said, it's not about you. They would have mooned a mailbox. And then Brent said, (laughs) Brent said, thoughts and prayers. And then Zach said, we will all get through this terrible tragedy together. (laughs) And Sandra said, perhaps a therapy session. And uh, and then David said, can you tell if he at least wipes <gasps> LMAO? I couldn't resist. Is that David? He was he the one that was trying to be funny before or that was Zach? No, that was Fred. Oh, that was Fred. David's oh, okay. Gross. Fred and David have, Fred and David have jokes together. They do. The two of them have jokes. And, um, every, everyone was so happy. Maybe, maybe they like you. <laughs> Paul says, they're just youngins feeling their oats. Don't take it personally. I don't know what feeling your oats is supposed to mean. I think he's got that expression a little wrong. I think it's supposed to be sowing your And then David, a different David, wrote a poem. There once was a lady named Cumby who got mooned while doing the rumby. She wailed and she screamed, but she never would dream that her husband named Art proceeded to fart while she fainted away like an old used tart. Okay. Wow. All right. What? What? People next door are crazy, y'all. Yeah, they're crazy. Um, And so basically everyone thought it was hilarious and don't take it personally. Yeah. Okay. I love that Um, one. Yeah. The mooning is is good. The mooning yep. is good. That's oh, a good Danny report. says the police could have come and assess, assess the situation. Yeah. It's possible they could get to the bottom of this, but uh-huh. B-U-T-T, cracking cases like this can get a little hairy. I think it's best you put this behind you. And Paul says, yes, it's best to turn the other cheek. 
But Maureen says, this type of behavior escalates. It's not funny or cute or kids being kids. It is unacceptable. Right. Right. And then somebody probably wrote under that, you sound fun. Gerald says, Maureen, this is the best post. Hence, you win a prize for it. Please provide the best delivery method. And it's a picture of a mug that says, Jesus was American. (laughs) And Jesus is wearing a cowboy hat and carrying an alligator. (laughs) So I can't tell if he's being sarcastic. or Uh, Yes, I hope so. Yes, I really hope so. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. And was the mooning, did the mooning occur in your neighborhood or in your parents' neighborhood? No, my neighborhood. Your yeah. neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Well, watch out. Be on the lookout for the Asian man pretending to be a doctor and or police officer. Yeah. Yell at him, <laughs> run away. Mm-hmm. And then if you see those teenagers, then take a picture of their buttholes, I guess. I don't know. Oh, Ellen says, even Catherine, Princess of Wales, mooned her classmates in college. She earned the nickname Kate Middlebum. What? I don't know. If that's we'll have true. to ask Meredith. She knows yeah. about that. And Astrid says, I wonder what kind of parents those nasty kids have. It isn't enough that we have speeders on our streets. Now this. <laughs> you guys, I love next door. I it's, love next door. Emil says, I hope all their teeth fall out before Thanksgiving. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you for your service on that one. That was really, really good. And uh, now we know what to look out there in the Los Angeles area. Um, so speaking of Annalie and Clayton, let's uh, let's start with them. And boy, do I have thoughts. What are your I have thoughts? Do you want to say it? Um, well, first of all, at Annalie's party, the banner that said party till you puke yeah. mm-hmm. was more than I could handle. And then the nerd party was the funniest thing that I've funniest ever seen. On I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. So Clayton th- suddenly thinks he has the upper hand in this relationship out of nowhere and tells yeah. Annalie, no strippers, no men for your bachelor party. And she's just laughing. Like she does not take a single thing he says seriously. No. Nope. This is, will be their relationship. So apparently he's a little tired because last night the guinea pigs were a little stressed and they weren't eating. But now they're eating again and they're making a noise like, and that means they are good now and he's feeling so much better i'd like to see what book or what (laughs) learn youtube big sounds make i don't know have they been studied i need to know they make bird calling tapes and stuff for bird call you know do they do that with the guinea pigs as well yeah i mean somebody somewhere has studied it yeah yeah um, also, he has his flamingo shirt on, and that shirt means it's a party. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was not a party. Well, it was a party for him. and Cam- Even Cameron was like, this is lame. This is lame. <laughs> so she doesn't know what she's going to, what to expect from this party that Brandy, Brandy told her it was a movie night. She has no idea. I don't know how yeah. she's going to communicate with these girls, but they're going to use phones and it's fine. So yeah. Cameron with a K comes in from San Diego for Clayton's bachelor party mm-hmm. and uh, the bromance is back together. Cameron is so nice, by the way. He's like telling yeah. Annalise she looks pretty in Spanish. He's learned some phrases and he they're hugging and like, it's very cute. I do really like Cameron. I do too. So Annalise says to us, 
Um, Clayton is going to have less of a bachelor party and more of a nerd hangout because <laughs> it's just him and Cameron. Have fun, boys. Yeah. She don't is just trolling. She's trolling him. Don't get into totally. any trouble. Like, what troubles? No trouble. And so then it cuts to the dudes. The two dudes are walking around the house in robes. And I was like, what is ha- Are they having a spa day? What is happening? And then Clayton says, that was weird. Very they were in weird. like shorty robes. Yes. And yes. then Clayton says, are you ready to strip down and go swimming? I mean, are you ready to go swimming? Is that a Freudian slip? Is I there more going on betwixt them than we were led to? Not, not in Cameron's mind. No. Not in Cameron's mind, no. So then we see them frolicking in the pool together, this indoor pool in this 80s house, and they're racing to the big blow-up floaty, and yeah. the music is like 90s movie where two teen girls go to the mall together for the first time, and they get yes. their ears pierced at Claire's. Yes. And it's like, when you smile, I smile too. Stick with me. I'll stick with you like glue. You fix me and I'll fix you together again. And I wrote down the lyrics. And it's a montage of them splashing each other in the pool. It's so good. It's so, it was so genius. Oh, I loved every minute of it. Editors. Brilliant. Can you overdose from cringe? It was, it's, or am I cynical? And it's very sweet. And You're cynical. Sense, it's very sweet. It's, it's, look, it's very pure. It's just two guys having some good old fashioned fun in the pool. Yeah. Just frolicking. Yeah. 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 So, and then Cameron says, dude, your hole is smaller than mine. About the blow up doll. The, the not yeah. blow up doll, excuse me. No. The blow up floaty ring thing. And yeah. Clayton goes, what are we talking about? (laughs) And then now they're going to play video games with each other in person. So it'll be a magical time for all. Um, So then we're cutting back and forth between his party and Annalise party. So she goes to the bachelor at party where she's meeting all these girls for the first time who don't speak Spanish. It's a little sad, but they all seem very nice. One of them is Brandy's daughter. And I was like, how old is this daughter? Is this appropriate? There are penises everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Everywhere. It's just blow up penises, penis signs, penis. I think there's penises on their shirts. And they're all, (laughs) all the girls are wearing like a black shirt with jeans. I think they've all like matched and Annalie's wearing all white. And I mean, it looks very cute. For what Annalie wanted. Yeah, um, I think these girls are like, yeah, we'll go hang with Brandy's new sister-in-law. Why not? Sure, yeah. yeah. So they're sitting at a table, and for a second, it's all sad and quiet, and you think that's all it's going to be, and they're just sitting, staring. And then Brandy pulls out a translator and says, I have a surprise for you. Tonight is not a movie night. And Annalie is so happy. She's just yeah. like giddy. It was very cute. She didn't want to be rude. So she was yeah. like going to accept whatever it was, but she's very excited. And Brandy's like, there are going to be some drinks. Maybe there's going to be some. And then she put, shows us her forearm as in like, no, pee pee. <laughs> and like then they big, go to a giant wiener is what she's trying to wiener. indicate. And yeah. they go to a party bus that I thought was not going to move because it appeared to just be sitting outside the house. And I thought yeah. they were just going to drink in the party bus. And then the skeeziest male stripper in a uniform that says SWAT 
police. <laughs> like he couldn't decide which department he's <laughs> part of, yeah, or maybe right. he's a swing and he goes between the departments. Um, and he's wearing leather gloves and like a chain that goes in between his legs and um, chaps. And he's chewing gum. He's chewing gum the whole time. I, it was so not attractive to me, but Anna Lee loves it. That's all that matters. But he's wearing a police uniform. So she goes, immigration as a joke, which was very funny. Yes. I thought that, was- that I literally wrote that down. Her saying immigration was hilarious. hilarious. So yeah. she, like when she and Clayton are together sometimes, they do act funny with each other. So yeah. I think she probably does have a really good sense of humor. I think so too. So the bus drives away and I was just so happy. I thought, it, I really thought it was going to sit there in the neighborhood. So they drive with the guy and he's doing some grinding on her that looks more like guinea pig humping, to be honest. And, it, oh, oh, uh, oh. and then he pulls out his flapping, flopping <laughs> member <laughs> That is covered in a sock of some sort and they're blurring it out still, but it's just going wild and it's going to hit somebody in the face. It's like one of those um, things that stand in front of like the car wash. The wacky inflatable man. The inflatable thing that just swings back and forth. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he's all sweaty and he's still chewing gum. And, but Annalise seems happy, so good for her. And she's videotaping the whole thing, and she's having a ball. No pun intended. But then we keep yeah. cutting back to Clayton, and Clayton and Cameron are at this 80s grandma wooden table, like, because it's yeah. so formal, the house. It's all like that. The upholstery is all like floral and stuff. And they're sitting next to each other on their laptops doing a quest in their game yeah. and they're going to a friendly forester shop. And Clayton says, I think it's cool that you can still teleport with the cape, even though it's not active. Whereas other capes, you can't use them anymore. And mm-hmm. Cameron's like, yeah. And even Cameron's getting bored. <laughs> and finally he goes, bro, this is the weirdest bachelor party ever. And Clayton says, I didn't ask you plus ratio plus L. What did that, what does mean? that mean? Is what that is nerd speak? I should know I think, it. I love a nerd. Why? Yeah, I don't. I didn't. That was too nerdy for me. Ratio um, plus L. I should have Googled it. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I did like that Cameron said off to the side. He was like, "This is the weirdest, nerdiest party I've ever been to." Most bachelor parties have strippers and like drinking and maybe some drugs. I was like, "Whoa, Cameron!" Yeah. Yep. Oh, Cameron's, Cameron's different than Clayton. Like he's, he's been to a bachelor party where there were uh-huh. strippers and drugs. Yeah. Okay. It means it's like what you indicate that the person it is directed towards a comment has been or will be humiliated by the reaction to their post, which is being called a complete failure. So I guess like if someone posts something and it's horrible and it's going to be just destroyed, that what, that's what it means. And so what does that have to, when he said, this is a weird. Well, I know ratio is like, like on Twitter, if you go look at that ratio and that means that it's really bad because it means there are way more comments than reposts or likes, like, cause people are just commenting on how stupid you are. Okay. So okay. Ratio is bad. And so, okay. make, so the, and then the L, I don't know what that means. Loser. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what the L part means, but 
I do, now I get what you're saying. The ratio is L. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, because people say that all the time, but like Instagram and stuff, like your ratio, like you can't yeah, exactly. have, you can't follow everybody back because then it looks like your ratio is, yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So back with the ladies, they're teaching Annalie how to shotgun a beer. It's just so <laughs> funny, the combination. And then the music changes when they go back to Clayton and it's all like, it's just, it's so good. So then- Brandy decides she's going to get Annalie super drunk to find out her true intentions because she's still suspicious. She still wants to know this girl a little more. But and the best was when they did a cutaway to Brandy and she was like, uh, and she was like shaking her boobs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so she's super drunk, but she's going to play detective and yeah, try. To I like, I'm her. liking her more and more. Yeah, Brandy. she's very fun. Yeah. So she asks Annalie how it is living with the mom. And Annalie is very nice. And she says, it's fine for now. But after the wedding, we're going to need privacy and space because she can hear everything and it's awkward. And Brandy's like, I agree. You need your own space. She won't move out, though. And And then she tells us that Clayton and the mom have always lived together. And it's actually disturbing. See, I didn't think that was the case. I thought... I thought the mom moved into the closet because something happened to her place. I thought she lived with Brandy at some point. Didn't she live with I Brandy? I thought she at did some too. Point? Yeah. So yeah. Brandy, but Brandy's super drunk. And Annalie is like not, she just says to Annalie, like, she's not moving out. You're gonna have to, like, it's not gonna happen. And Annalie is very unhappy to hear this. And she says, if that doesn't happen, we're gonna get divorced. And Brandy's yeah. like, that's not good. And she's super drunk and she's telling the camera, she's like, I just think Clayton can't, he wants a wife and he can't get away from mom. And it just makes me really sad. And she's like drunk, crying a little. I mean, and she told Anna Lee, she was like, if he told you she's moving out, lying. like it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. He might want it to happen, but he won't ever stand up to her. So yeah. now Anna Lee is very concerned. Yeah. Well, she should be. She should she be. Should be. Yeah. And what we see for next week ain't good. Mm-mm. All right. So let's go on to Citra and Sam. It's four days to wed. So Citra is going shopping for American wedding dresses. And she says, in Indonesia, you shop with your future husband. But here she's with her sisters. By the way, um, later on, we get a scene of Sophie shopping for a wedding dress. And wow, are these two very different places. Yes. Oh my like God. Sophie's place is super fancy. Yeah. And this place is, yeah. It's a back room. Don't, no one's going <laughs> to help you. Good luck. And she's stacking the dresses on her arm herself. Yeah. Like, no one's going, let me take this for you. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Bride's not nice. budget. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not being really nice to her at that store either. They're kind of looking at her like, who are these foreigners? Does that um, girl not use toilet paper because she's an Islam? That's what I heard. She's an Islam. Don't use no toilet paper. So, um, Apologies to Southern people. I know you're not all like that. I'm currently sitting in a home in Mississippi and we don't (laughs) talk like that. Um, So she says um, in the talking head, I don't know why, but she says, Sam was like a vampire. He never gets old, which is pretty true. He does have that really milky skin. He is 30. And despite his questionable mouth hole, he does look super young. So apparently she's obsessed with Twilight. And she and thinks okay. he looks like a vampire and he sparkles yeah. in the sun, but that's the drugs. Uh, <laughs> I forgot how into American movies she is because she's talked about yeah. horror movies. She loves horror movies. Yes. She loves Twilight. 
So um, she comes out in the first dress. It looks really nice. It's like a little, like a little piece that comes off the shoulder. And she's trying to decide, like, should I put it up? Should, now, I thought it looked great. But then she comes out in a strapless dress, and she was like, this is the one. And it does look great on her. It really does. She's so cute. Yeah. She's really cute. And the dress looked great. So the sisters are like, this seems kind of rushed. And the sisters are like, it's almost like they're five and six years old. They're like intertwining their arms and like fake slapping each other while they're talking. <laughs> it's, really, it's really weird. Um, I texted you a picture. Um, I know this is out of order. I wanted okay. you to see what I was talking about with Sam's car windows. Okay. So zoom in on his car window. Okay. I'm looking. Okay. And tell me oh. what is happening. It looks like somebody's trying to scratch their way out of that car. <laughs> <laughs> How does he see? Is it the, are those scratches or are those smears? Um, it's it almost like, like claw marks or something. Yeah, it looks like somebody got in and couldn't get out. I don't know. And uh, they well, all look like that. The other side looks like that, too. Um, I don't know. We can, Did he um, drive through a forest of cacti? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Was he on the drugs and tried to scrape his way into his car because he forgot how keys work? Like, I don't maybe, know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll post it and you guys can let us know. Thank you. So, yeah. um. All right, so she picks the strapless dress, and the sisters are like, this seems super rushed, and are you sure you want to marry him? Like, what if he goes to jail? And she says, of course, I didn't expect any of this, but I do love him, and I'll wait for him. So if he goes to jail, I'll just be hanging out with the alien dad. Like, it's no problem. Yeah. So today, um, we see Sam meeting his mom at the pawn shop, because the pawn shop's all he can afford, but that's fine, because you can get a good deal. I mean, get a real nice ring. And... He walks in and Dee Dee looks like she's going to kill him. She turns around and like, it's about time. <laughs> and then she realizes the camera's there. She's like, yes. oh, hey. 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 You. you okay? Looks like Dee Dee got some clip-in hair for this scene. Dee Dee's eyeliner looks like she's used a Sharpie. And not like a fine point Sharpie, like a regular Sharpie. Dee Dee went to Party City and got some clip-in hair, and it does not match the rest of her hair. But, you know, good for her. She's trying to better herself, but she still is, like, I think a real bad person, I think. Well, Sam hates her because Sam yeah, is like, totally. invited my mom. She may not have the best taste, but she's a woman at least. <laughs> she literally says, my mom does not have good taste, but I just need a woman's perspective. And, and she's a terrible it. bitch. Yeah. And she's judgmental and yeah. she's got bad clip-ins. Yeah. So, um, and the talking head mom says, you know, I, I, I like Citra just fine. I mean, I don't worship her religion, but I'm going to have faith in that marriage and I'll just take it one day at a time. <laughs> so he finds a beautiful ring and it's $278 knocked down from 298. And I think it's gorgeous. Is it like real? Like, I mean, it seems to be, if it was a real situation, it would be way more expensive. Yeah. Maybe because it's a pawn shop. That's what happens at pawn shops. I don't know. I've never shopped at a pawn shop. Is it cubic zirconia? It could be, but it's really pretty. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's fine for them. I, I, think it could be a, I mean, she it. doesn't care. She doesn't she'll care. I love it. I think it's great. Um, And mom says she's not coming to the Islam conversion um, and that Islam conversion wedding, but she will come to the traditional wedding. And he goes, I wish you would just like put it aside for a day and just come because this is pretty important. She goes, well, I don't push my faith on people. He goes, they're not trying to push it on you. 
She's like, well, I just don't agree with it. So I'm not coming. Why do you want her there? She's awful. She's awful. Also, he did say earlier, she does push her faith on people. So. All right. And she's very judgmental. So the way she acts, she absolutely should not be there. Dad is supportive. Let dad come. Let the two dads be there and be it. Mm -hmm. So. Now they have arrived at this farmhouse where Citrus family is going to stay and they're also going to have the wedding. And the bedroom that they go into where he's showing them around has a toilet right in the room. Did you notice this? Yeah. And a big picture of Jesus on the wall. Huge Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Citrus dad is like, you know, where we live, this is like a huge house. And, you know, would you ever want a huge house? And she's like, I really don't. He's like, you're the only American woman who doesn't want a big house. She was like, I mean, I'd like to have a nice house, but like, this is too big. So I mean, I think they're a perfect match. I really do. She says, I don't know if someone could be hiding in it. She knows about froggers. <laughs> well, that's true. That's she true. Because she watches the horror movies. She knows about froggers. She says she worries about somebody living in the basement or knocking on the door and getting murdered. And yeah. he's like, oh, my God, you and the serial killers. Yeah. But it's funny because, you know, whenever I talk to um, Keisha, because Keisha is, you know, in Texas, and she doesn't understand about lower levels or basements or anything. Yeah. And I was like, in our in our house, we have a lower level that's a walkout basement. That's where our garage is. You can walk right out into the backyard uh-huh. so only like one part of it would be technically like underground the rest of it is walkout yeah and Keisha said she d- would never come go down there I was like it has full-size windows a full-size <laughs> door it's a full-size room yeah there's only one side of it is underground she's like Mm-mm, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope um so I think that Citra has the same idea like basements are scary or whatever mm-hmm. I get it So now she's going to go, she's having coffee with her dad. He's making the coffee and she sits down and she reminds us that her dad is a cop and really against drugs. And because he's been on a drug task force and he really, the dad really worries that Sam could become addicted in the future. Well, you should worry about that. That's a good dad. Yes. Yes. We are all worried about that. We're all worried. So dad sits with her with the coffee and says, does Sam really use narcotics or just regular drugs? What are regular drugs? Just like weed? I don't know. Prescription? Okay. I don't, I didn't understand. But she says, and we didn't know this, that he had a girlfriend whose dad had pain medication from a surgery and he tried it and then he was addicted. And that was in high school. But he stopped a long time ago. I don't know about a long time ago. He I think says he's had flip ups since he's been with her. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't reset his soberness. Like, that's how he does it. I remember you and Maddie were talking about that. How he like he says he's been sober for ten years, but he is really a bunch of slip ups. Which whatever works for him in his program. Yeah, I guess it seems like it's not working. Yeah. So um, she explains about the getting the medication in high school, and Dad says, "You know, I don't like this. Drugs are really dangerous, and I worry that Citra will be abandoned and she'll face these difficulties in the future." And she, t- he tells her, like, you should consider the wedding plans because the worst thing is he could be found guilty and then serve his sentence. And then what are you going to do? You're just going to wait for him? And she says, I'm not worried about that because I know he's not guilty and I trust him. Well, he is but guilty. He is guilty. He told us he's guilty. So a bunkie wrote and said that for Suboxone, you do have that for, for Suboxone specifically because it is so regulated that like, Every prescription has a number. So if 
he had it in his car and the cop was able to literally look at the number on the pill and look it up and see if that prescription was for him. So it wasn't for him. No, he bought it off the street and that's why it's in a baggie because anybody that was trying to like follow it directly would keep it in the bottle. Mm -hmm. So if you're caught with it, they could look it up that way. Yeah. So 100% he didn't have it in a bottle. He hadn't seen his doctor in a while. It doesn't mean it was expired. It means he got it off the street because he didn't go see his doctor. Mm -hmm. So he's guilty. And lying is, is an important part of any sobriety journey. Right. And he's making excuses and he's lying and it's not his fault, not his fault. It is his fault. Yeah. He did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So um, this was interesting in her talking head. She goes, it is a bad situation and I'm angry that he put us in this situation. But breaking up's not an option. I love him and I need to be there for him. So I thought that was interesting that she said, I am angry that he put us in this situation. Yeah. Because we, we haven't heard her say that. Yeah, she should be angry. I wish she could go back home and then wait and see how this plays out and have him like save up some money and be sober and like work on that and then come back. I know the K-1 visa is so expensive, so they've probably well, saved I, for it. Yeah, I think it's like, but I think that once you get that visa, you have X amount of time to and leave your country and come over here. Yeah. But you can do it at least twice. I know because Nikki and Justin- Well, well you'd have to start it. Nice. You'd have to start over. Right, Exactly. But maybe he um, needs that time. Well, that's not going to happen. They're young and, you know. So um, dad tells Sitcher, he says, no matter when you get married, you know, it's forever. And he has problems and I worry about the future. And what if I say, don't marry him? Will you listen? And she says, no, not at all. And he says, well, you're going to have a hard life. And I don't want that for my daughter. Um, and then she says, you know, my dad's a cop. And he'll ask you the same thing over and over and over until you give in. But I'm not going to give in. I'm going to fight for the relationship because Sam has put in a lot of effort for me. Even when he didn't have money, he always puts me first. So I'm sticking with him no matter what. All right. So there's that. There's your answer. Oi. Oi is right. Um, Okay. Let's go to um, Justin and Nikki. Oh, boy. So... Uh, they're back to their happy hero shot where she's grinding on the air and he's shadow boxing, <laughs> which means that they're do happy. They he dances because they said, Hey, you guys do something wacky and dance. And she does like a jelly roll. Yeah. And then he's like, this is how I dance. Punch, punch, punch. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm yeah. Manly. That's how men in yeah. Moldova dance. Yeah. So they're getting ready for their engagement party. They're getting along great. They're sharing a hair dryer. They're just joking yep. around. And she thinks he's proved he loves her because he told his parents and friends about her. And to most people, that would be the bare minimum. But to yes. her, yes. that means it's enough, even though they don't make love very often. But when they do, it's nice. So okay. she's she's in a settling state of mind. So okay. He goes to the party because she's still getting ready and he's being very funny when he goes to the party. He's like, when I left, she was putting makeup on this side of her face. I hope she's reached this side. Um, He's funny sometimes. So uh, her friend Chanel calls her and Nikki's mom had told Chanel about the three-way conversation, the threesome. And yeah, yeah, and so Nikki's like, oh my God, my mom is such a blabbermouth. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Also, 
Chanel keeps asking about this threesome and there's like a child walking in the background of her Zoom oh. call. And I was uh-huh. like, I hope that's not your child um, hearing all this sex talk. But Nikki says, you know, it's going to be fine. I know it's not perfect, but, you know, girls like me don't usually get men like this. We're usually kept in the closet. And that is so sad. I don't think that's true. But even if it is true, you are admitting that you're settling. And yeah. Yeah, like, that made me sad. Because you don't think you can do better. And that's so sad. She gets dressed. She struts into that party looking like Barbie. She yeah. looks amazing. And Justin loves the shinies, which are all the sparkles on her dress. And he's loving it. He's like suddenly like he's like a cartoon guy who has the hearts for his eyes that are like, wah, wah. <laughs> and um, I did notice that boob tattoo of the rose is like it's it looks oh i mean i don't really love tattoos there but it's better than angela's so it is in the correct position because angela's is supposed to be migrated yeah yeah so she says when she sees justin looking at her though like with love in his eyes she feels tingles and she feels like he's the man of her dreams so now she's not settling it's been 20 minutes (laughs) <laughs> and now no settling. And yeah. I, I'm good for them. I'm happy to see them happy, but I don't think they bring out the best behavior in each other. And I don't think they'll be happy, but she's supposed to leave tomorrow. And so she's like, she's like, I have to be home for the summer because that's when I get back on stage. So doing her performing stuff. Do you think it's because there's lots of pride festivals and she's booked and blessed for things like that? That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking that she goes to a lot of festivals and things. That's what I'm thinking. So because she's always vague about how she makes her money. Like she's a makeup artist and she's like a plastic surgery consultant. Uh And she also performs, but she, I I think does online things too. And I don't know what she does. So anyways, so the friends are like, you promised us a live performance. And his sister is like, Nikki. I love the sister. The sister's so cute. Like, come on, you could do it. And there's like a mic there ready to go. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, I can't. Okay, I'll do it. And <laughs> she, she puts the music, the backing track on her phone and she starts singing. And like the first lyric is, I've just got to be honest. You must be the hottest. So poetry. And mm, somehow really. as she's singing, she's like being auto-tuned. <laughs> Like, or her voice is just auto-tuny. And um, <laughs> and so she's, it's very tardy for the party. It's very Housewives vibe, right? Or Darcy and Stacey. Or do you think she, or do you think she put the phone on and it's her song and she's just now got the mic and singing over her own self? That's possible. Yeah. Because um, you could really hear her bad singing, but maybe she's singing over the auto-tune singing. Yeah, that's possible. Um, yeah. You can definitely hear her singing. Like she's not lip syncing. She no, might no. have maybe should have been lip syncing, but she's yeah. not. But the editing for the preview made it seem like the mom was just slurping her drink and grimacing. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, the mom is up dancing and everyone's smiling and cheering her on. So that was fake editing, Matt Sharp. So yeah. Nikki says, um, she's like, She's loves they're all cheering her on and she hasn't been on stage forever and she's so nervous. Um, and but everyone's loving it. And then Justin Igor goes, 
She is so beautiful. She's like stars falling down in the sky in my town, which I thought was very beautiful. And he's just like in love with her this night. Like maybe his, I don't know if his body is in love with her, but like his heart is still in love with her. We still don't know about the body. Um, We'll We'll have to find out what happened when they got home. Yeah, exactly. It's very cute though, but I'm not going to forget all the things that he said and the fighting and that he wants a threesome. Like I won't be tricked again, TLC. I won't fall into this. Oh, that's so cute. It's been a disaster. And we've also seen previews of her saying, he broke up with me on text. Uh Uh-huh. So I won't forget what I've seen in the future either. (laughs) I won't forget the past or the future. I won't be fooled again. (laughs) that's a song. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, like I said, because you're doing all the heavy lifting this week, the next couple is Manuel and Ashley. Oh boy. That's you girl. So sick of me. No, they're not. It's the night before they're traveling to Florida to get married. I can't remember why they're getting married in Florida because he wanted a beach. They wanted a beach. Yeah. Okay. He didn't want to get married in Florida. He he doesn't want to spend that kind of money. Spend, spend, spend Americans. That's right. So they, Drive to the airport. They are ready to party. And he's like, he said, if you think my wife is crazy, wait until you see her friends, I think. I thought he said my friends, but then his friends aren't there. So he must have said her friends. So anyway, they're joined by her sister and some friends, except there is a holdout. This guy, Sully, Sully, not Sully, Captain Sully. It's Sully. It's Sully, yeah. He, um... We saw in a rewind flashback that he was unhappy with the relationship. And he had said, if I don't approve of the relationship, I don't think he's right for you. I don't think he's a great guy. I don't think I should be at the wedding because my energy, it won't be right. So she misses that Solly isn't there. Solly is married to one of her best friends who's a bridesmaid. Yeah. Um, So they go to the grocery store to order the cake, I guess, a Publix. I don't know. Yeah. I love Vaughn's cake. That's our grocery store. I would totally do that instead of spending thousands on a wedding cake. So yeah, more yeah, power yeah. to them. They, as they're at the shopping, her friends and her sister are setting up a very cute like bridal party celebration, whatever, with balloons. And they all are like, hey, hey, do you, as they're fixing the balloon, do you think they should get married? No, not really. <laughs> do you think they should get married? As they're like setting up. But I'm just going to be positive, you know? Just put on a happy face. So nobody thinks they should be get married, but they're all going to fake it. And Manuel and Ashley come in. They're so excited. Even Manuel is smiling and laughing. And it's so weird because he never does it. So his face looks like it's bizarre. Yeah. You never see him smile. A lot of expressions for Manuel in this episode. Yeah. So he has one friend there, his friend, Jonathan, I, is that the same friend that was sitting in the parking lot when they were having sex in the public bathroom? Or is this a different friend? I honestly couldn't tell. He's wearing uh, well, different I glasses. I can't remember that guy's name. So I thought it was Jonathan, but... Well, then that has to be the same guy. I would think so. Um, it's like Clark Kent, and I'm just face blind. <laughs> so he, But anyways, he's happy his one friend is there. But he's really happy that all of these friends that he doesn't know that are Ashley's friends are there to support them. He says it makes him feel really loved, and you know his family isn't there. So he gives a nice toast to thank them all, and everyone's happy. It's very nice. Um, 
her mom calls in briefly and she can't be there yet because she's a teacher and Ashley planned the wedding corresponding with the first day of school. <laughs> These are adults. Yeah. Um, also, like, can you believe she, she, she consulted all like the lunar charts exactly. and the, all, she didn't consult the first day of school chart or the hurricane season chart. Right. Yeah. She consulted the crystals and not an actual calendar. Right. So she talks to the mom and the mom, she's like, mom, which she's like very happy and drunk. And the mom goes, what's wrong? Because <laughs> it's Ashley. So there, it's always some drama. But she's like, no, I'm happy. Everything's fine. And the mom goes, um, is it, bring on Manuel. And she's like, hi, son. How many babies? <laughs> So they're not even married yet. She's already pressuring them for kids. Great. So how old? So let's see. Manuel is 35 and Ashley is 32. Okay. All right. Yeah. But also these two, I don't know if they should be having kids. Not um, right away for sure. No. So they go on a party boat. Everyone is in good spirits. Manuel thinks it's very luxurious. Like it's a yacht in, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. He's like, yeah. So excited. But then he gets very sad because he can't call his family because his phone is not working, which brings me back to that big fight they had about the phone. Yeah, right. Um, so he starts crying that he wishes his kids were there. And we've never seen this emotion from him. And it's very sad. And she's comforting him. And again, she's doing that. Just breathe. Breathe, which is what she charges four grand for in her seminar. And <laughs> also, it, do it doesn't work when people tell her just to breathe. No, God. No. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. Also, he was breathing. He was totally breathing just fine. <laughs> um, so he hopes that one day he can bring the kids to America and give them a better life. Mm -hmm. Have they talked about that? I've never heard him say it, but I think she's she would be on board with that, I think. Um, she's so weird about sending money to the family, though. So well, maybe if they lived, maybe if they lived in her house, she wouldn't be weird about it. Yeah, she just doesn't want to give money to people that he's keeping her from. I think that's the bigger issue. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. So the friends surprised them by taking them to a strip club, and I guess Ashley had wanted strippers. Now, did she want female exotic dancers or male? Ex I guess she wanted female. I think she's bi because she had. We discussed this at the beginning because she has a rainbow flag outside the house, and I didn't know if she was just a good ally or if she was bi, and they just weren't saying it because they also have Sophie's plot line of being bi. I think it's also very hard to find a male strip club. It's not that hard. So, I mean, if they just go to, I mean, I don't know where they are in Florida, but I think they're probably just like, let's just go up to a strip club and that'll be a good time. Like, who cares? Okay. Yeah. Maybe. So, Jonathan was supposed to plan the bachelor party part of the night, but Jonathan is apparently passed out somewhere drunk. No one knows Jonathan. where Jonathan is. There, No one has eyes on Jonathan. Jonathan is getting kidnapped. Where is Jonathan? <laughs> He had too much fun on the boat. He clearly did. He didn't care that his what the one he's the one friend there to support Manuel, and he's yep. crying on the boat, yep. and he's just like woohoo! He has <laughs> no cares in the world, and now he's passed out somewhere, and no one on the camera crew is checking on him to make sure nope. he doesn't have alcohol poisoning. So they're just bringing Manuel along for the strip club fun and the dancers start dancing on them and Ashley is like this is what Manuel needed just a breath of fresh air <laughs> and there's no fresh air in that club it smells no, like no it just smells like sweat 
Axe body spray and tears. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, this will be great for him because it'll show how fun his future wife is. Look, I'm taking him to a strip club. It's so fun. Yeah. So yeah. Then she takes her friend outside, the one that's married to Solly, and they. she says, you know, you're my bridesmaid. It makes me so sad that he's not here and doesn't approve. And she says, I want you and Solly to know that some of the stuff he yelled at Manuel about did really register with him. And he mm-hmm. is opening up. He let me talk to his son today. Yeah. So she finally got to talk to one of the children. Again, this is two days before the wedding. Right. But at least it finally happened, I guess. So she thinks this means he's open to growth and other people's opinions and changing, even though he's shown none of that. But she really thinks this is a big change. And they had a good talk with the son. She said, I, you know, I want us to be a family and no one's trying to forget about you. Your dad loves you and all that stuff. So they, they make up and they, there was no fight really, but they hug and then they go back in. And Manuel looked like he was having fun, but then he started to look like he was getting sad again. That strip club sadness where you're just like, <laughs> this is also sad. This is sad. And I, I know that this stranger is rubbing her tatas in my face, but maybe I don't want this. Yeah. And I don't know if she wants this. Like, mm. what is that? Yeah. So yeah. He, he's definitely having a lot of existential crises today. Yeah. Hopefully he'll get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Um. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's go to Sophie and Robert. So mom, uh, Claire, is her name. I always forget her name, Claire. says Molly. A mother's, Molly Jr. Yeah. Um, a mother's dream is to see her, your daughter in a wedding dress. So today, Rob doesn't exist. It's just today is going to be about the two of us. I was like, but okay, but she's trying on a wedding dress to marry a guy that Rob. everyone hates. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So mom says, you know, um, I stayed awake last night as long as I could to make sure you didn't call him. Did he call you? Did he text you? And she goes, no, he didn't even text me. Like I thought he would at least text me goodnight, but he didn't, but he posted a meme around 4 AM. That's like taking a dig at me. And she was like, he's so immature and so ridiculous. Like now he's putting it out to the world. Like everybody knows we have problems and we're getting married in 20 days or whatever. What a douchebag. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, so he's so immature. He's such a jerk. He's sulking like a baby and posting stuff on the internet. Yeah. Um, so they arrive at the gorgeous wedding shop and they meet the stylist. Her name is uh, Christy and Christy's going to show him some dresses. And Claire says, I'm trying not to ruin this day because it's supposed to be special. And it's supposed to be fun, but oh, rob the knob. Ugh. So the first dress she comes out in is incredible. I loved this first dress. The corset so with like the embroidery on it. Gorgeous. And then she had that like little like flower crowny thing on. Oh my God. So pretty. It was so pretty. And she looked like a fairy, mm-hmm. you know, she looks yeah. so pretty. So the second dress comes out and it's a little more kind of like Roman toga style a little bit, kind of that draping. And mom's yep. like, I mean, 
it's nice, but I don't really like it. She goes, why not? I like it. And she goes, it sort of has like a hooker vibe. And then she's like, God, mom. And, she, and then mom outside says, I shouldn't have said that. But, you know, with the buddy like her, with the tits and the ass, it's easy to come across looking slutty. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> um, and the third dress is also nice. And mom says she looks like a princess. And she seems to really like that one the most. Um, but, like, why are they trying on wedding dresses if they don't even know if there's going to be a wedding? I, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. So in the hotel room, uh, she calls Rob and she says, will you come and pick me up? He goes, fine. Give me the address. She goes, okay, I'll send it to you. And he goes, so yeah, I'll just be there soon. Okay, bye. He's such a, I can't. He's such a jerk. And when they hang up, mom says, "Um, well, he sounds moody, depressed with a hint of aggression. (laughs) And she says, yeah, he does. And um, Sophie says, you know, I think my mom should know the whole story about Rob and like one of the reasons that we're fighting. And I feel like I should tell him that I'm bi. So, um, hold on. I'm trying to like do something with my audio here. There we go. Okay. So she thinks that she should tell him that she's bi. Tell her. So tell her. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, um, as she's sitting there with her mom, she says, why are you grinning? Why are you smirking? You seem nervous. Are you nervous to get in the car with Rob? She goes, no, 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 it has nothing to do with Rob. I just, you know, basically we've been arguing about a lot of things and I haven't told you everything. I have told you 89 to 92% of what it is. He is 70% okay. I mean, these people and their percentages. And she says, I've only told very few people this. So I just really, and mom's like, what are you going to say? My God. And she goes, okay, basically I've told Rob, you know, and I've told some other people that I'm bisexual. And mom goes, Oh, well, okay. Who cares? And she goes, right. I know, but I'm just telling you. And she goes, but when did you decide that? And then she's like, oh, I've been thinking it for like a year. And mom says, but why didn't you tell me that? Cause it's not a big deal. And like, I don't care. So why didn't you tell me? She goes, I don't know. I just didn't want to talk about it. And the talking head mom says, it makes me sad. She didn't tell me that, or she was worried about it for a long time and didn't tell anyone And then mom says to Sophie, she goes, if you've never been with a girl, then you don't know if that's what you prefer. You should try that because you could fall in love with a wonderful person. It could be a girl. Mm -hmm. And then Sophie says, it's not Rob. Anyone is better than Rob. Also, Anyone, any sex, anything. It doesn't matter. matter. Gender. We don't care. Um, And Sophie goes, no, I know I want to marry a man. You know, I like to have a man in the house, a guy to like cut wood and do manly stuff. (laughs) What is she talking about? My okay. husband's pretty manly. He's I, never cut any wood. He's no. he is no. If manly means screaming and pouting like a baby, then yes, he is manly. True. Right. So she says, you know, specifically, like I see myself with Rob. And mom says in chalk and head, she goes, you know, they fight about so many different things. And I feel like because of all the things they fight about, they're falling out of love now. And she should be the one walking away. She says, but it is what it is. She basically is like, if they end up getting divorced, that is what it is. Like, I've tried. And yeah. I'll just support her no matter what. Yeah. So he calls and was like, I'm here. Should I come up? Are you going to come down? She says, she'll come down. And mom says, okay, I love you so much. When you leave, you know, make sure you send me like a sly emoji to let me know you're okay. I, I think that was funny. Scared, like Rob is going to murder her. Like, Rob has anger. And I think yeah. that mom is nervous. Yeah. I think so too. So in her talking head, she says, everyone's advice seems to be that I should get with a woman before I marry Rob. But I 
do see myself with Rob and I see myself being married to Rob and it's okay with me if other people don't understand it. So, all right. So she's only like 23 years old. I know that's to me is the problem. She's so young. You have so much of your life to live with regret. If you don't sow your wild oats, you're young and beautiful. I say date other people and yeah, yeah it's a shame about come over, 90 day like, restriction. I don't, she could just come on a tourist visa and like, mm-hmm. and they could see some things to hang out and, you know, don't have to live mm-hmm. in that shed. So, um, Next week on 90 Day Fiance, Ashley is on the beach. She's like, oh, this is the spot, you know, uh, spiritually. I feel this is the spot I'm going to get married. <laughs> you think, oh, yeah, it's so real. Oh, I can feel the earth mother calling to me here in this one spot. And then they say a tropical storm could be coming. And she's like, yeah, what I didn't take into account was hurricane season or the start of school calendars. Um, then she tells her sister, we are getting married on the beach because that's the vision at 5 30 p.m no other option if i don't get a panic attack i'm having a panic attack i am (laughs) ugly crying right now legit i am legit ugly crying right now this is a legit panic attack if i don't get one of those i'm gonna be so upset oh you're getting one because we've seen the preview of it where everybody in the back seat's like yeah yeah panic attack okay mm-hmm. oh yeah you're right that yeah, was uh, yeah. yes that's that still has to come okay i'm excited yeah. yeah so we see jasmine try on a wedding dress which looks great and then she says her dream would be just to elope with, with coco and gino but gino wants to have a wedding with his family there and she has also promised gino that she would get along with his family but he needs to have her back with no hesitation and some lady says to her, it doesn't seem to be like that nice Michelle or whoever, the no. sister-in-law. It doesn't, it seems to be a different lady says, we saw pictures of you on the beach in bikinis and this is not normal. Now we've seen some of her bikini pictures and they are stressful. I'm stressed. About What's them. not normal is the <laughs> proportions of right. her body now because of the surgeries. They look painful, but if she's yeah. happy- also, what is not normal about pictures of bikinis on beaches? I think because it's just like an angle straight up the boob with the one tiny triangle covering she's, the beach ball. You know, I don't know. Here in I know in other parts of the country, they do the thongs and the you know. And also, she is has OnlyFans and she's trying to sell pictures. Yeah. Um, there are so many the- other things to criticize their relationship about that Jasmine's Instagram is not one of them, lady. You need to pick your battles here. That's probably true. She might murder so, him one day. So that's what you need to be focused on. Yeah. I, I worry more about him snapping in the middle of the night. And, and like, murdering he, her. Yeah. Murdering her. Yeah. yeah. So um, Rob, okay, no, so we're at the mosque. So we're at the mosque and Sam has to be reminded, like, don't touch a woman. Like, you don't touch a woman in the mosque. You don't stand near a woman at the mosque. He's like, oh gosh. He goes, well, and Citra goes, yeah, I don't think he's studied or done anything. He goes, I do just fine. I can wing it. Yeah, Um, you're almost going to prison, buddy. Winging it is not great. It's also hadn't worked for you when you had to wing it with that cop to explain where you got that Suboxone from. Mm -hmm. Um, then they're sitting there. The two of them are sitting there with the, with the church leader, uh, whatever they call it at the mosque, the, the leader of the, the mosque. And they say, does dad approve of Citra marrying Sam? Dun, dun, dun. Will it happen? Um, Rob says, uh, 
Rob and Sophie, Rob says, you know, this can't be a situation where I just act like nothing happens. And, uh, you know, I just felt super left out and I had no support from you. And a talking head, she goes, I just want, he just wants me to sit there and he feels bad. So he's going to make me feel bad, but I have my limits. So she says to him, and she starts crying. She says to him, your feelings were hurt. My feelings were hurt. Why can't you just fucking say sorry? Like all this shit is emotionally fucking exhausting. And I can't keep putting all the effort into this fucking relationship. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, I feel like they don't get married. Don't you? I'm praying. I, like I say don't. that every season. They're not going to yeah. get married, but then they always get married. And then they're cute on pillow talk. And then I feel like an idiot because I was fooled by editing. But in this case, I really, this is very toxic. Yeah, totally. So Annalie tells Clayton, uh, yeah, your sister surprised me with a stripper, whatever. And he says, you know, nunca da da da. He says, never will this happen again. He's pissed. Yeah. He's actually pissed about this. I mean... There are so many other ways to look at this. Maybe because he's insecure because she never sleeps with him. Yes. And he has to like beg for it. But here she is grinding with a stripper man and his penis. Yeah. That would probably make you upset. Maybe look at it a different way. Maybe it would get her all turned on and she'd want to come home and actually sleep with you for a change. But she had a good time and she went out with his sister and that's good. And smiled. This is the only time we've seen her smile in 90 days. I mean, she just let her have this one. So he says, never will this happen again. And she walks off, you know, while they're filming. He's like, there she goes walking off again. And then she grabs her suitcase. He's like, why are you getting your suitcase? And she says, this is not what I want for my life. So I think I should leave. And then he says, I didn't spend the last two and a half years and all this money getting her here all for her to pack up her suitcase and leave. Well, if she wants to leave, she's going to leave. Yeah. You can keep her there, Clayton. Although he does kind of remind me of a guy who has a girl chained up in his basement. Apologies. No, I disagree. I don't think he has it in him. No. Mm -mm. Um, Mm -mm. I could see him as a perp on criminal minds. Like one of those really disturbed guys who has mommy issues. Yeah. Well, that too. Um, But that is it. And so that's what we're going to get next week. And the next week, maybe you won't have to do so much heavy lifting. Maybe there'll be more for me to do. But we did get a great next door segment. So I thank you for that. You're so welcome. Yeah, I'll look. I've got, I've been bookmarking some and I'm just kind of waiting to see what they kick off. You know, I got to, sometimes they kick off as you think they're really going to kick off and they don't. But maybe I need to start one. Just like I'll, I'll rock the boat a little and put something in there. I would love that. To just start a fight about yeah. unhoused people and police. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, no, I, think it, I should just Google the ones about Karen Bass. People are heated. She's our who's, mayor. Oh, I was about to say, who's Karen Bass? Okay, she's she's mayor. mayor. Yeah. No, don't do, do, do one more like there's an Asian man. And if you see him outside of Home Depot, you should, you know, yell at him. Yeah. The, those are funny. <laughs> those are funny. Yeah. Well, when I saw Mooned, I was like, I'm there. The Mooned is great. The Mooned so is great. Sad. Why would they do that to me? <laughs> and they were laughing. It's, they're teens. They laugh at the dumbest stuff. Listen, I'm glad somebody's bringing Mooned back. It's just yeah. good, clean fun. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, what's going on over uh, at A Date with Dateline? Oh, you know, checking out the Wednesday episodes. 
This one is called Deadly Betrayal. Hmm. It's a repeat. It's an old one because there was no dateline because of ice skating. It's that time of year where NBC screws us over. I did just listen to your episode about uh, the the maestro, the Miami guy. Yes. I just listened to that. I just, good times. It was a good time. Thanks. Filled my heart with joy. Everybody go and follow Kimberly and Katie over on at Date Dateline on Instagram. And there you can find where to find their podcast and all that. And then you know to follow me on Instagram at Pink Shade Pod or on TikTok at Pink Shade Podcast. Please follow me out here begging, still begging. Begging. Every week, just a begging. Um, we thank need you to all very much. Ashley about the crystals. Maybe there's some Instagram follower manifesting crystals. There could be. There could be. I just, I'm trying to do it all honestly and not buy followers and bots right. and all that. I don't want to do that. I just want to, I want every person that's there to want to be there. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. All right. I will talk to you next week, girl. Thank you. not read by me, Mary Payne, don't necessarily reflect the views of Pink Shade. If you'd like to listen to ad-free, you're going to go on over to Supercast or Patreon, and you can find the links to Pink Shade Prime at pinkshadepodcast.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.